0: Amen. Good morning. Good morning. I want to say happy Father's Day to the fathers as well. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I'll just be a big puddle. If I talk about being a father too much, I'm just going to kind of leave it right there. It's probably, it's, it's up there in the top two or three greatest things in my life. And uh, I'm so grateful to God's kindness to give, see, there you go. <laughs> just the Lord's kindness to give me and my wife, our beautiful children. Uh, also, want to say thank you just to our, our, student, uh, our students, but also to the volunteers. We, we have no paid staff in our student or children's ministry. Think about that for a second. All that goes on with our children and with our students is done because people love discipling kids, and that deserves a round of applause for those people. We have an amazing team and uh, for all of you who serve today, adults who always serve week after week, students who helped, uh, those who gave for them to go to SOAR, just want to say thanks because it means the world to us and I believe God is changing the world one of these students at a time by his word and discipleship and so I'm excited how God is doing that in our church. We're in a series on prayer, nothing more important as a believer to know and understand and, and engage in. Then prayer, connectedness to the Father. And and wrap your brain around this. God himself designs a prayer for us to pray. Jesus says, pray like this. And when you pray, pray like this. And and, and this is what I want to hear back from you. Try to wrap your brain around the beauty of that, that he would go to that such length to give us exactly how we need to pray, a, a template, if you will. And so we've been going through the Lord's Prayer talking about all these lofty, amazing things, about God's glory, his goodness, the fact that he is our father, that he's high and lifted up, that his name, we sang about his wonderful name, hallowed in all the universe. And yet today we're going to change gears. And we go from this unbelievable loftiness of God's glory and kingdom and will what we're going to eat interesting we change the focus to the glory of God and again this is Jesus designing a prayer for us to pray and he, pr- he goes from the glory and kingdom and will of God to give us this day our daily bread Do you have your Bibles open up with me we're going to look at that little text of scripture maybe you don't need to because you're memorizing it perfect Matthew 6 9 and we're going to stop at 11 this morning this is what it says. You can read it with me if you want. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Pray with me. Father, we love you. And what a privilege it is every single time we get to come to you in prayer. Every single unbelievably gifted and blessed moment that the created gets to address the creator. I can't even wrap my brain around it, God. But you and your kindness, you and your loving kindness in sending Jesus to die for us have made a way for us to communicate with you, have made a way for us to go from being enemies of God To children of God. And we can pray, our Father, how good you are. How kind you are. Such a loving and good Father that you also care for our every single need. Our physical needs, our spiritual needs, every need. And we worship you today, God, because of who you are. Because of where you are because of what you've done and what you'll do, but Lord, we also say thank you that you care for us the way you do. Daddy God, how kind and loving you are. We thank you. Lord, I pray that by your spirit you would lead us to all truth today, that you'd help me to get out of your way, that you would be glorified and increase in this place and that I would decrease, God, and that we would just see your word and have the courage to be obedient to it, that we would leave here changed. By your grace and your precious name. And God's people said, amen. We got seven words to look at this morning. I think it's the shortest, maybe. There's definitely never been a text that I've preached where the title was the same thing as the text, the whole text. Give us this day our daily bread. That's the the title of the message. It's the text we're going to look at this morning, right? Seven words, but don't make the mistake of thinking seven words don't equal in unbelievable content. Not for me necessarily, but from what God wants to do in us today. There is depth and beauty in seven words. And I want us to take a look at it. Like I said, we're, we're going from the kingdom, we're going from the will of God to be done on earth. We're going from this revolutionary prayer. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? I said last week, it's like we're enemies, we're, we're soldiers behind enemy lines. Remember that? This is how we have to live. When we wake up in the morning, we're strangers and aliens in this place. So we're, we're, we're soldiers in God's army, and we wake up behind enemy lines going, God, what do you want to do in me today? How can your kingdom come in me today? How can your will be done through me today? And we go from these revolutionary sort of prayers to a prayer about food a prayer about our needs it's just an incredible shift that that God gives us and I don't know about you but this prayer sounds a little different than sometimes when I pray at meals you know we pray at meals probably probably you pray at meals often maybe not all the time and some of you have probably been guilty of praying good bread good meat thank God let's eat tell the truth some some of us have prayed that prayer it's still sort of a prayer Thank God, let's eat. But, uh, you know, I enjoy food. I love it. Um, but we ought to not rush to the food part. We ought to stop and go, whoa, okay. The God of the universe <laughs> loves me enough to feed me. So let me just take a moment and acknowledge who he is. Acknowledge how good he is. Acknowledge that he's my father, but not just my father, all of our Father. And that we pray this together, right? And, and acknowledge, Lord, you're doing something. It's not just about my immediate gratification. You're doing something in the world that I might not even see or understand. Your kingdom, Lord, come and your will be done as, on earth as it is in heaven. And then we get to the part of, oh yeah, and would you provide for my need? That might change how we pray at, at our meal, maybe even today. So we go from praying our father and we turn from praise to provision and our good father meets our needs you know i i'm thankful for father's day i love it i love uh um, i love being honored and i had a, a wonderful gift this morning and coffee was made i didn't have to make it this morning it was just, just a sweet morning we uh we my wife and i celebrated 28 years of marriage yesterday yeah woohoo and uh so we, we we took the kids to dinner with us and um, had a great great dinner. Just God's just been so good. Uh, but I think about Father's Day, I was you know, we're in a series, so I didn't make a big effort to do a Father's Day message. But the reality is, when we pray the Lord's prayer, it's, they're all Father's prayers. It's all about our Father and his goodness and his holiness and what he's doing. And I want you to see the correlation that he is so good, and he loves us so much that he provides for us. Jesus tries to help us understand the correlation between our heavenly father and our earthly father in Matthew 7, verse 9, when he says, Which of you, if his son ask him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a serpent? If then, you who are evil, and what is he talking about? The fact that we're fallen people. (laughs) The fact that we're on earth, that we are sons of Adam. we We have fallen short of God's glory. It says, you who are evil, if if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven, who is holy, who is perfect, give good gifts to those who ask him? We celebrate Father's Day today, and the best father you could ever be, men, is to follow the lead of our heavenly Father, our good heavenly Father, and he loves to provide for us. And care for us. You know the Bible never speaks of him needing food. As God. We do have some scripture of Jesus eating uh, with the disciples. And I love that. You know just before he ascends. Jesus is on the beach. He's making breakfast. And he's going to eat fish. He says bring the fish with you. Come on let's keep eating. And Jesus eats with them. So we see that. But that's, that's the human, humanity that Jesus is eating in there. It's, it's, he's, he's just this uh, community or fellowship Reality that we're seeing in that moment. But God has no needs. It says in Psalms that he never sleeps or slumbers because he is God. So he has no needs, but, but we have all kinds of needs, right? I'll never forget the day we took my, uh, our first child home from the hospital. Remember that moment, parents? And we had, we had, this, we had this beautiful embroidered, like, outfit it didn't stay on very long, but it, it went home from the hospital to the house. We were, again, we had waited 12 years, so it was a big deal, okay? So we're taking this beautiful little baby, and we're like, ah, ah, what do we do? What do you do with a kid that you don't know? You haven't been given the book. You don't really fully understand, except you get the gravity of the moment. I can't even get the dang car seat in. How am I going to take care of this child? How is this going to even work? How can we do this? And so I'm working with a car seat, and we finally get her in the car seat. We get her home, and we're changing diapers, and we're, going, we're in over our heads here. Because if we did nothing, that baby would lay there and be dirty and be hungry and be sleepy and not have one need met, right? We are no different. We can't do anything to meet our needs. God meets every need of our lives. Every single one. Right? He's our good father. And he meets our needs. Al Mohler says this in his book, The Prayer That Turned the World Upside Down. He is glorious, hallowed in heaven, and omnipotent. We, on the other hand, are incapable of even getting basic sustenance without his help. Jesus teaches us to exalt God while humbling ourselves in this prayer. Exalting God. And yet saying, Lord, we need you for another meal because we can't do anything on our own. Two thoughts today that I want us to to look at, and it's this. God alone gives life. Give us this day. And God alone meets our needs, our daily bread, right? I I love uh, when Paul is speaking to the the folks in Athens, Acts 17, uh, verse 25, he says, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, right? God has no need. They would build these temples and think that, that well, this, this will be glorious, and it was pretty glorious. The one he stood in and the, and the Parthenon and others, unbelievable. And yet they thought they could contain God. We build our buildings and we think, this is going to contain God? No. He's not served by human hands as though he needed anything. Since he himself gives to all mankind life, breath, and everything. God needs nothing. But we, on the other hand, need everything. We pray, give us this day. When we pray that prayer, we're acknowledging that we have opened our eyes this morning. I want to welcome you to life this morning. You woke up. There's breath in your lungs. There's health enough in your body to be here. Praise God. He alone gives life. And how good it is to have woken up this morning, right? Praise God. He has given us life. When we pray, give us this day, it's understanding he's in control of everything. He is, he's given us every breath. At any moment he wants to take my breath, he can, and, I, and I'll be gone. Whatever he chooses. Colossians 1 says that through Jesus, all things were made. And as Daryl said this morning, he holds all things together. Right now, the atoms that hold all of us and all of this together, that keeps the sun just far enough from the earth, everything, God in his wisdom and sovereignty, holds it all together. He alone gives us life. And so we humbly come before a sovereign God and we say, God. Would you give us another day? Would you help us just to stop for a moment and realize the unbelievable blessing that we have another day of life? That I can look at my gorgeous wife and my beautiful children and realize your blessings in my life. You've given me another day. The question is what are you going to do with the day you've been given? Do you see it as the gift that it is? Will you live a life of worship? Because that's the only way to live worthy of the gift we've been given in this day. So in order for us to even live, God has to meet our every single need. God alone meets our needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is referring in this prayer primarily to our physical needs, okay? Primarily to what we need in life. And we have many of them. But but he's referring mainly to uh, food in this in this reality. That's why he says, "Give us this day our daily bread." Our bodies depend upon food, right? If you go for very long, even after pancakes we had this morning, you go for very long at all, your body's going to go, "Hey, it's about 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 time," right? And you look at your watch. What? Oh, we're getting there. You start thinking, "What am I going to have for lunch?" Right? This happens all throughout the day. If you don't eat, a little bit later the person sitting next to you is going to know you're hungry, won't they? Because your stomach's going to be going, hey, I'm hungry. And somebody looks at you, you need to get something to eat. If you still do not eat, then you get hangry. Not eating changes your personality. It's a, it's a mixture of hungry and angry. You get hangry. And so now your body is sending these signals. If you continue to not eat, your head might start hurting. You might I sometimes get shaky. get shaky. You get tired. And ultimately, if you don't feed your body, you'll die. There's nothing like the the, uh, unbelievable, consistent need of having food in our bodies. And Jesus gives us this prayer to pray. Give us this day our daily bread, right? So there's hunger pangs that we have that, that cause us to go, okay, we need to eat. Let those hunger pangs, sometimes those are good things, right? The Bible talks about Fasting and if you've ever fasted for any time at all you get a lot of those they actually subside after a, a few days or a few hours sometimes but it's not easy sometimes i want to give you a challenge sometimes when you when you begin to get hungry instead of just rushing off to get something to eat why don't you stop and go wow i am so grateful that god loves me enough that he feeds me and wow how good is god that i am so dependent upon him that many hours, many different times in the day, I recognize my dependence upon him. I can't live. I can't move without him. He provides for me in every possible way. Like I said, we went to dinner last night, really fancy dinner and enjoyed one another. And we enjoyed the food and we told wonderful stories and we laughed. And there was a moment that We didn't even say it to each other, Lori and I, her head's on my shoulder and the girls are kind of bickering and talking and bickering and laughing and it was wonderful and we were just sitting there, I know we were both doing this, thanking God for the gift of our children and our marriage. And even as we eat, I mentioned this last week, even when we eat with people we love and we celebrate And we enjoy that meal. That is a way of going, God, you alone have provided for our need. And you alone meet every need of our lives. And it's a beautiful reality, right? I love the fact that Jesus goes from your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. He goes from this kingdom place to this issue of of our needs. In other words, Jesus has given Our needs, our very human, physical, everyday needs. Dignity next to his kingdom. Does that show you how powerful and important it is? How much it weighs on him as a father to care for us? Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day. Our daily bread. This is not an insignificant thing in our lives. Our father cares for us so very much. Muller again says, the Father cares not only for great things, such as advancing his kingdom in the world, but also for small things, such as feeding his children. All of life must be lived before the face of God. Our lives are not divided between spiritual activities and earthly activities. Even our appetites are to be brought before the throne of grace. Give us this day our daily bread. You see, when Jesus gave us this prayer, it's not just praying about bread. It's praying about all our physical needs. You ever use the phrase, yeah, my husband is the breadwinner in our home. You ever heard that, right? My wife is the breadwinner in our home. Are all they're doing is buying bread? Of course not. Did they have to, was it a bread contest they had to win? No, right? It's just a saying that means they bring home the money and we get to buy bread and food and clothing and shelter and our physical needs. So when Jesus prays, give us this day our daily bread, there's an all-encompassing God, meet all of our physical needs. Don't just feed us, but meet every physical need. I I love that when we pray this prayer, it's about trusting him to provide. See, when we pray this prayer, you can release the pressure on yourself that you have to do it all. Can you imagine the stress on your heart? Could you sleep at night if everything was on you? It's not. God is the provider. He's the one who provides for your life. Yes, we work. Yes, we honor God with our work. It's a good thing. But God provides. Every breath, the strength to work, the wisdom to work. So when we pray this prayer, it's like releasing the fear in our hearts that we're not enough. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. I release that I'm not enough, but you are. You're more than enough. To meet every single need of my life and of my family. Jesus tells us this in in, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, which is what we're in, in the Lord's Prayer. In the next chapter in Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 25, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food? Body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? See, this is a prayer of faith, we pray. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, people who don't know God, seek after all these things. But your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Have you ever been caught worrying about how you're going to make it? Too much month at the end of the money. Right? you got too many bills, too many things. How, how, how my kids need clothes for school. How, I'm not sure we're going to pay these medical bills. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. See, what what Jesus is saying is focus on the main thing. Because what you see around you is this life and you're better off to consider the next. You're better off to prepare for the next and not just this one. But we start looking at everybody else and go, well, I like that car. And look at that house. And I wish I had those clothes. Jesus says, don't worry about all that. Focus more on heaven. Focus more on God's righteousness, his glory, his goodness. Let your life be fixated on him. I'll take care of the rest. Right? Don't worry so much about rent. Focus on righteousness, his righteousness. Now, I want to say this. When we pray this prayer, we're saying, Lord, we trust you to do what you've promised. Is this story uh, that Jesus tells in Matthew uh, 6, Is it a promise of God? What do you think? Is this, when Jesus tells us to not worry about these things, that our Father will take care of those things, is it a promise of God? Yes or no? Yes. Then take it to the bank. Believe it in your heart. Have faith in your soul that He will do what He's promised to do. We believe, we hope. We wait, we trust for God to be as faithful as he's always been. That's what we do. And he takes care of our needs. But I want to say this. Some of you do well. Some of you save well. Some of you prepare well, which is good. The Bible calls a person, calls a righteous man, someone who who gives wealth to his children. Prepares and saves and gives wealth to his children. So it's a godly thing to save. It's a godly thing to be prepared. It's an ungodly thing to put your hope in that instead of God. See the difference? We can be wise and we can plan and we can prepare and that'll be a godly thing as long as the kingdom of God is is first. As long as God's righteousness is first in our lives, not how wonderful we've been to save. But we get caught up in this trap. Jesus tells this story of a man in Luke 12, a wealthy man, and it says that he, he's, 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 you know, wealth was considered mainly in, in agriculture, how many crops you had. And so this man had small barns, and his crops were overflowing. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to tear down my barns, and I'm going to build, build big barns. barns. And what we're going to do is put all the new crops in there, and, and, and I'll just live off of that. See, his focus was on how he was going to care for himself and how good he had it instead of how good God was and what God was going to do in his life. He was more focused on this life than the next. Jesus said, His life was required of him that night. He died. Then Jesus said, who got all his stuff? He was so concerned about his stuff. Who got all his stuff? He wants us to be concerned more about the next life than this life. Yes, it's okay to have 401k. Yes, it's good to save. Yes, it's good to be cognizant of and being prepared. But not at the expense of trusting God Almighty. We trust him first. Don't let your trust be in those things over the Lord. Seek first his kingdom. Jesus mentions daily bread, right? So there's a humility here. There's a humility here to uh, the fact that we have to pray, Lord, every single day would you meet our needs? In fact, no, it's you, but I eat several times a day. And every time we eat, we pray. Lord, would you meet our needs today? You've met our needs today for breakfast. Meet our needs later for lunch. See, there's this humility of coming to Him going, We know that everything we have and every bite we take is because you've been good and you have met these needs. Jesus says, Pray for daily bread. It's, it's a way of, uh, of praying with a prayer of trust. Give us what we need today. Lord, help us not to be focused about tomorrow, but may we focus on today. I love the story of George Mueller. I'm sure maybe you've heard it. But this is a man who was over an orphanage in England. One morning, the house mother came to, to Mueller and said, we're out of food and, and, and drink. We have nothing for the children. 300 kids in an orphanage. George Mueller turns around, walks into his study, gets on his knees, and he says, God, I want to thank you for the food we're about to partake of. I want to thank you for how you provided for these children and kept your word. No kidding. No kidding. At that moment, the door, somebody knocks on the door. It's a baker who said, I thought maybe you guys could use some bread this morning. And he brings in loaves of bread. Before he was even finished loading in the bread, a milk truck pulls in front of the orphanage and breaks down. And they had, didn't have cooling trucks back then, okay? So he's sitting there and his truck's not working. And he goes, all the milk is going to spoil. Uh, let me go see if the orphanage can use it at this very second. Come on. How good is God? Right? Mueller had the faith to know, God, you've promised to provide for our needs every single day. Give us this day, our daily bread. And he thanked the Lord for it. And God provided it. This is what he did all throughout history. The children of Israel. Exodus 16. I mean, everything they had, leaving Egypt, they, they, they have nothing. God has got to provide for everything. Exodus 16, they have to... Uh, be given food, and God has this amazing system of laying out bread on the ground in the mornings called manna, and so every morning all they have to do is go out and pick up the bread, take it in and eat it, right? In fact, God is so good, uh, he only wants them to eat it every day, and if they get too much, too, the extra portion will spoil the next day. It says it'll get worms, and it'll mold, except on Fridays, because Saturday is the Sabbath, so, when they go out on Friday, they get twice as much they, as they need to care for them for Saturday, but it won't mold and the worms won't eat it. Isn't it amazing, our God? In fact, I love this, this text, Exodus 16, 18 says, Whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. What, what's that saying? Some families took maybe a little more than they needed, but they didn't have any left over. And some families looked like they took too little, but they had plenty. See, God loves us so much individually, uniquely, that he cares for each of our individual needs because he is God. And that's the way he provides for us so beautifully, so individually. These were people who were grumbling, who were sinful, and yet God met their needs. Does that sound familiar? God is so good. He loves us so much. We need to learn to pray for daily bread, what we need, but sometimes we pray for what we want. And I think God in his grace and kindness, he hears those prayers too. But may this be a lesson that we, just, we learn to pray for what we need today. God, help us not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Give us bread today. So the Lord meets our physical needs, but he also meets our spiritual needs. There's a story in John 6 where Jesus, remember the story where Jesus feeds 5,000? Amazing. Feeds 5,000 people where people are enamored with Jesus. If you've ever considered a rock star, they thought Jesus was a rock star. They didn't fully understand him, but they liked the food, and they liked the miracle. Let's just keep following this guy, right? And so Jesus and his disciples get in a boat, and they go over, I think, to Capernaum, and they go across the Sea of Galilee. Well, some people, other had boats, and so they got in boats, and they just followed him. Well, they're just following him, just like, what's next? What's the next miracle? What's the next meal, right? And Jesus is going, well, look deeper than bread. Look deeper than a miracle. Look deeper than just God meeting your physical need and see that I can meet your spiritual need. John 6, 35, he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. See, I think when we pray this prayer for daily bread, yes, it's about God providing for our physical needs, but it's also spiritual. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life, and we need to be connected to Jesus Every hour of every single day, we need to recognize our need for Him even more than food. We need to recognize our our, our love for Him all the day through. He is the only one who fully satisfies, and He speaks to us. Look deeper. Sometimes the only prayers some people pray are just when they get in trouble, right? That used to be me. God, I wish I hadn't done that. I'm in a mess. I need you to fix this. Uh, Would you please help me? Right? Friends, we got to live deeper than those emergency moments. Because God wants to meet a greater emergency in your life. And you know what that is? That's your salvation. There is nothing else to meet that need. Only Jesus can meet that need. He says, I'm the bread of life, and I'm the only one who satisfies. You'll look everywhere else. You're looking money. You're looking jobs. You're looking sex. You're looking drugs. You're looking every other possible place you can look. But I'm the only one who satisfies your soul. So Jesus meets our daily need spiritually as well, and He kind of gives us a similar lesson when He's in the wilderness. He's being tempted by Satan. Satan says, "Hey, uh, I know you could turn these stones into bread." I know you're hungry. Jesus has been fasting 40 days. Well, Just turn the stone into bread. Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, when we pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, I think, yes, we're praying for physical needs. We're praying for connectedness to Jesus, but there ought to be an awareness that we need to be in God's word every single day. You know, the little devotional says the name of it is our daily bread. Well, that's what, exactly what it's saying. We need to be fed spiritually every day. The way that we hear the voice of Jesus, the way that we understand the mission of Jesus, the way we connect spiritually with Jesus is through his word. We read his word. People say all the time, I just wish God would speak to me. Just wish he'd say something. Look in the Bible, brother. He's, he's saying something to you constantly, and yet we don't open it. And we don't hear it. The other aspect, and I'll close, of this prayer for daily bread is that, and I think this is so interesting as we're looking at this as a family, we don't pray this prayer as an individual. Isn't that interesting? Give us this day our daily bread. What does that mean? Again, it means that you're part of a family. So today, when you're at lunch and you're celebrating dad, maybe mom prays over dad to bless dad, or maybe dad prays, whatever the case may be, and you pray, give us this day our daily bread. Maybe you're thinking about that family right there. Or maybe you're thinking about this family right here. Or maybe you're thinking about every believer in the world. But I think there's even also an added dimension that we pray for those who don't have food. Give us this day our daily bread. There are so many people that today will not have bread. I heard a few years ago uh, of some moms in Africa that couldn't feed their children. And so they would literally mix um, a little bit of wheat or something with water and mud, and they would create mud cakes. And it was actually worse for them than starving, but it at least satiated the babies. Nothing is more horrifying than that idea, that I just can't hear them scream anymore. I just want to feed them something. So as we eat in God's goodness today, may we also consider there are people who are not eating. And also consider this, that today you may pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Also consider that you might be the answer to that prayer for somebody else. Yes, it's a a prayer of thanksgiving. But it could also be, God, who can I help today? What do I have a lot of? Are there a lot of clothes in the closet? Are there clothes that are just wasting away that could be given to people who need them? Are there shoes that are not being used to be given away? Is there extra money that could be given to people who have need? Let us also bring the kingdom. Let the kingdom come in how we respond to people in need. Right? That's another aspect of praying. Give us this day our daily bread. So have an awareness of those in need because they need bread and they need Jesus and they need the word of God. I want to finish as we pray this morning and we're going to pray the Lord's prayer in a little while together, the whole thing. But as we pray, as we consider these seven words, may we start with an awareness that God gives us every breath, that God meets us by opening our eyes and just the, the privilege of life, it's a gift from God. What will you do with that gift? Do you know Him as your Savior? Do you know Him? Have you trusted Him? Have, have you repented of your sin? Have you accepted the gift of God's grace and salvation? Do that today if you haven't. But be aware of this gift of life, be grateful. If, you, if you're sitting at lunch and you're looking at your family like I did last night and you begin to weep, that's okay. God's good. God's good. And we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, meet our physical needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, help us to be full of Jesus, to be connected to him because he's the only one who satisfies our soul. Give us this day our daily bread. Help us to be full of your word, to know you more, to hear you, to seek you, to study, to love you. Give us this day our our daily bread to meet not only our physical needs and spiritual needs, but that of your church, of our families, and of the whole world. That is our prayer with these seven words. Pray with me this morning. Father, you are so kind to give us life. It's not an accident, Lord, that we are sitting here together today. It's not an accident that we're all hearing this message from your word and considering how good you've been. That this day and this breath in our lungs is a gift. And it's not a happenstance, it's not just an accident, God. There's a purpose for the breath in our lungs. There's a purpose for our lives. There's a purpose for us being here together to hear your word, to worship you, to be changed by you, to leave this place, God, and make a change in the world. So make us aware, God, as we pray, give us this day. Lord, what a gift you have given to us this day day of grace, the day of mercy. Your word says today is the day of salvation, and you've given it to us today. Give us this day our daily bread, Lord. We need you to meet every physical need of our lives because we can't do it. We're not enough, but you are. God, Jesus said that he is the bread of life, and we need him every moment of every day. Your word also says that he is the word made flesh, and we need your word Every day, And, Lord, we need to be sensitive, not only to those in our families and in our church family who have needs, but those around our communities who have nothing and are in such great need. God, may we be your hands and feet. Even as Jesus said in Matthew 25, when you clothe them, when you meet them, when you go to them when they're lonely, when you you feed them, you, you serve them, you heal them, you do it unto me. So God, may we even at times be the answer to the prayer we pray because you've given us so much we can bless others and we can see your kingdom come through our obedience. God, my prayer this morning is that if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, Lord, as their Savior, would you you draw them by your spirit? I pray that their heart is beating so fast in conviction right now. Lord, that they know that the only way that they can be satisfied is just to surrender to you, Lord. That you would draw them, Lord, and help them to lay down their hearts and their lives and come to you. Lord, if there's anybody here who's struggling to to know how they're going to make it in life, and they're literally praying for daily bread, God, would you give them a peace to know that they are loved? and that you will provide for your children. God, for those of us who need to be more connected to you, need to make our relationship with you not a Sunday relationship, but one where you are Lord of all, Lord of every minute, of every day, of every meal, of every hour, God, then may we be connected to you, Jesus, today. Thank you for the way you provide, the way you love, for being a good, good father to us. Help us to model that, Lord. We give you this time of worship, and we pray that you would use it for your glory. In Jesus' precious name.